All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 12. Now, for episode 12, we're going to dive into the history of one of those American classic products that we're all somewhat familiar with. And today, we're going to talk all about the history behind Hamburger Helper. Before I dive into that, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for listening. Thanks for finding the show. And uh, if you like the show, if you like what you hear, I'm going to ask one thing, one small little favor of you. If you could share the show, perhaps your favorite episode, something that stood out to you with one person during the next week, that's going to really help the show and really help people find out what we're talking about at Toasty Kettle. Now, with Hamburger Helper, it's one of those foods that I think, again, everyone has had some interaction with. You either love it, you hate it, but we all grew up with it. I have many, many, many fond memories of Hamburger Helper, believe it or not. And this was something that my parents would make occasionally when life was crazy, chaotic, when mom had a meeting and wasn't going to be around, that's something that dad would throw together when he got home from work. And uh, it really lived up to the promise of being a one-pot meal that was super satisfying. I don't think anyone in the family with, uh, with my brothers or my sister, I don't think anyone complained when Hamburger Helper was on the menu for dinner that night. And uh, I think it was something that that they would make because it was very approachable. It didn't take a lot of time. It was something when you got home from work and you were tired and you didn't want to do anything, but you still had to feed all these hungry kids. It was something that you could still stomach. You could take it on. You could, you could handle the cooking process, nothing too intense and, uh, and put together a meal that you felt somewhat comfortable feeding your kids. On a side note, one thing, one thing that I always laughed about and that always kind of drove me crazy was with the way my parents would make Hamburger Helper. Instead of buying two packages of Hamburger Helper, they would buy one package and add more pasta to the pot. And uh, that was a way to stretch it even further than just what one package of Hamburger Helper would provide. And I knew I'd made it in the world. I knew I'd made it in life. I'd arrived when I could afford to eat as many boxes of Hamburger Helper as I wanted without the need to add more pasta to it to stretch it further. Now, when we talk about Hamburger Helper, I'm sure that all of you right now are thinking about some memory that's popped in your head about Hamburger Helper. It's just one of those truly nostalgic icons in in all of our lives. I would absolutely love to hear your stories about Hamburger Helper, and you can always share those on uh, on our Facebook group or on Twitter. Now, enough with the stories. I'm going to truly this time dive into the history. Hamburger Helper it launched under the Betty Crocker brand in 1971. And the goal of Hamburger Helper was to provide working moms with an easy and cheap meal for their family. They could take one pound of really cheap ground beef 
and feed a family of four easily. Now, a little known fact about Hamburger Helper was this was not Betty Crocker's first attempt at a prepackaged meal. They tried their hand with dinner mixes in 1967. The problem with these dishes was the fact that you had to cook the hamburger in one pan, the pasta in another pan, and it was a cumbersome process that didn't really take on with consumers. It wasn't very popular. However, a lot of those flavors ended up being in that first round of hamburger helper flavors. So this was their second crack at it. And, uh, you know, the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So again, in 1971, they hopped right back into the box dinner game, Betty Crocker did, by launching Hamburger Helper. And this time, they offered wonderful convenience of one pan cooking. So instead of having to have all these different pots going, which wasn't any uh, more simplistic than just cooking a meal on your own, they finally had, you know, brown the hamburger, add the pasta, add the liquid, cover it. Ten minutes later, you have dinner. When Hamburger Helper first launched, they had five original flavors. Beef noodle, potato stroganoff, hash, rice oriental, and chili tomato. And the chili tomato was one of those original flavors that they tried in 1967 that didn't really take off. In that first year of launching Hamburger Helper, they had tremendous success. More than one in four, so 27% of U.S. households purchased Hamburger Helper in its first year. That's a tremendous amount of Hamburger Helper that shipped in that first year. In 1972, Tuna Helper launched. In 1973, that brought us an interesting-sounding fruit helper. Now, this was a dessert product that could be made with fresh or canned fruit. Unfortunately, this has been discontinued, and it's really sad because I had to dig into this because it sounded really interesting on what on earth fruit helper could possibly be. And it actually sounds quite tasty. I'm surprised that they haven't tried to relaunch it. Um, and maybe we could, maybe we could all get together and, and launch a successful Twitter campaign to bring it back. But what Fruit Helper was, uh, it was a dessert and it paired pudding, fruit, and graham crackers together, uh, for a delicious dessert in 90 seconds. So 90 seconds, people, 90 seconds and you have a dessert. I have, again, no idea why this hasn't made a comeback, I would certainly love to try it. Now, near the end of its first decade, Hamburger Helper was in trouble. The sales were slowing down and they really needed a lift. In 1977, so, you know, six years after they first launched, Lefty was born. And this was the talking glove that became the mascot of Hamburger Helper. And uh, listen to this commercial. This was one of the first commercials that aired with Lefty as the centerpiece on that. Mom's working late, huh? Uh, let's see. The skillet's out, the table's set, the roast isn't thawed. Dad, you need a hand. Hi. Who's that? That's the helping hand Mom gets with Hamburger Helper. Sure, because Hamburger Helper can help you make a delicious hearty skillet dinner in a snap. I'm home. How's dinner? Dad cooks real good. <laughs> Even though he's all thumbs. Hamburger Helper, when you need a helping hand. So again, what I love about that commercial is their emphasis on who they're targeting with this product. 
mom's working, dad's trying to get the dinner together, and the daughter's sitting there just laughing at the whole process because dad has never cooked anything in his life, and whenever he's in the kitchen, he's going to mess it up. And so Hamburger Helper really had that market cornered where they were trying to find something, some way to bring that ease and convenience to families that were trying to put together a meal and still have that, uh, that time around the table. Now I'm going to continue on here with that timeline of these products that have come out over the years. So, in, so again, 1977, Lefty was born. And uh, 1983, Chicken Helper was launched. This took advantage of cheap and readily available chicken breast. In 2003, Pork Helper came on the scene. This introduced pork chops and stuffing and pork fried rice. And both of those, again, both of those sound really amazing and uh, delicious. However, they were discontinued shortly after launching. 2006, Hamburger Helper made an attempt to keep up with the times by creating Hamburger Helper microwave singles. Now, these were a uh, just-add-water product that offered even further convenience to some of Hamburger Helper's favorite flavors. And they added a chicken option to that lineup in 2007 and then they scrapped the product altogether and discontinued it uh, shortly after that. However, it has since made a comeback in 2013 as Chicken Chili Helper. Now, other varieties, other Hamburger Helper varieties over the years have included Asian Helper and also Whole Wheat Helper, which that one was interesting to me. I was thinking about that the other day. I was at the store looking at all the Hamburger Helper options, and I thought, it's, it's amazing they haven't tried to cash in on the whole, you know, health craze with whole wheat and chicken. And then, of course, from diving into the history, you see that, yep, they've, they've tried it. They've thrown just about every hamburger helper, any option at the wall, just to see what would stick. So here are some more numbers about hamburger helper today. Uh, today... There are over 41 varieties of Hamburger Helper, and and this would include like the Tuna Helper, Asian Helper, Chicken Helper, any variety of helper out there uh, that's included in that 41 varieties. And it's estimated that around 1 million households enjoy Hamburger Helper in some form every night. So every night, 1 million people in the country are enjoying Hamburger Helper. I also, over the years, I've really loved brands that embrace social media and can put together a real savvy social media campaign or cash in on some social media buzz that they might be receiving. And uh, in 2016, General Mills, that uh, is over the Betty Crocker brand now, launched an EP that had five songs and the title was watch the stove now this was all about hamburger helper and lefty and uh wrapping some songs together and it went viral and had people just lighting up twitter reminiscing about their fond memories of hamburger helper again going back to that nostalgia we all have 
a memory or two, maybe three or four, of Hamburger Helper growing up. In that thread on Twitter, it's still up, and it's 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 pretty entertaining to read through what people were saying about Hamburger Helper. So, you know, Hamburger Helper, it's evolved over the years. With declining sales, General Mills has tried many things to try and revive the brand. And uh, for a time, they dropped Hamburger from the title to be Just Helper. So that would be a more inclusive, you know, instead of specifying tuna helper, hamburger helper, chicken helper, they could just have one brand and call it helper. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they've since gone away from that. It's, it's back to specified as being specified as hamburger helper or tuna helper in the stores. The hope was that in today's world, people would want healthier options and not having beef right there in the title would, uh, or hamburger right there in the title would have that perception of being a healthier option. Again, now you have hamburger helper, rice helper, potato helper, tuna helper, and more. All right, so now I want to step into the kitchen. This week's recipe is going back to the soda fountains in the 1800s and early 1900s, and I made some ginger ale from scratch. Now, the idea for this came as I was going through a cookbook from 1875, and it was a cookbook all about candies and sweets, and they had a section about simple syrups that you would use in different sodas. One of those was a ginger flavored syrup, which is in essence what we have as ginger ale today. And uh, the process of this was really interesting. I took ginger root and instead of dicing it, peeling it, cutting it up, whatever, you just, you, you take an unpeeled piece of ginger and you smash it with a knife until it's kind of broken up a little bit. And then I boiled it in a pot of water. The amount of water that you're going to use in the recipe for the simple syrup and then added lemon juice and lemon zest and I let that boil like kind of like I was making a ginger tea and let that steep and and let those flavors come together and then I strained off the ginger the lemon zest and I used that remaining liquid as the the liquid that goes into my simple syrup that I then made. And the result was a simple syrup that had that real, that, that spicy heat that comes from ginger and the tang that came from the lemon juice. They were really unique and, and good flavors in a soda. It definitely wasn't like the ginger ale that you'd find in the grocery stores today even from the brands that advertise that they're made with real ginger, it really tasted much different when you actually made it with ginger in, in this way. Now, you can, of course, intensify that ginger flavor by letting it continue to steep for longer than I did. You can also lessen it if you uh, don't go quite as long as I did. So there's some room for variation there. 
you can also add different fruits and, and flavors to that liquid as you're making it. So one thing that's really awesome about ginger ale or even sodas from that period, all you're doing is making a simple syrup. And you're flavoring that simple syrup with ginger, lemon, and whatever other flavors you want. And then you're combining that with carbonated water and and boom, you have soda. So you have a lot of control. If you want a more concentrated sweetness or flavor, add more syrup to the carbonated water. If you want a little bit less, then of course hold back. So it, it was a fun it was a fun recipe to explore and it really helped me to relate a little bit more to the Dr. Pepper episode that I did, the uh, Shoot Me a Waco episode of the podcast. And uh, check that out as well. It, it definitely goes more into the history of soda fountains and, and how they got their start around the country. You know, again, I hope you enjoyed some of the history with Hamburger Helper. And uh, it's, again, one of those really interesting food items that everyone has some experience with, mainly because a lot of us is, a lot of us have eaten it over the years. A lot of us have a story or two of growing up and having a, a working parent that short on time decided they were going to whip up a home-cooked meal, and I put air quotes around that, home-cooked meal, and uh, whipped out the hamburger helper. And it, it's weird. It sounds weird to me that that's something that is nostalgic and, and makes me think of family time together. It, it, it's weird that hamburger helper has that perception for me, but anytime I'm walking down the aisle at the store and I see hamburger helper, that's, that's what pops in my mind. That's what, that's what is front and center always for me. And, uh, it's, it's something that I've actually tried to pass on to my own son. And again, that sounds even more weird that uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to ruin his life now with, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Trying to ruin his life with Hamburger Helper, but it's something that he loves and he's going to grow up having some memories eating Hamburger Helper with dad. And uh, it, it's not because I'm too busy to cook or because I can't cook, but it's just, it's one of those fond memories I have of, of family together time growing up. And that's something that I'm, I want to try to pass some of those feelings on to my son. So if you want a taste of my childhood and the childhoods of a lot of people in the country, then next time you're at the grocery store, walk down that aisle, pick up a box of Hamburger Helper, and uh, enjoy it with your family. All right. Well, that's all I have for the episode this week. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about Hamburger Helper. And uh, if you like the show, if you liked what you hear, again, just take the time to tell one person that you might know about it. If you, We all have a friend that listens to podcasts and loves podcasts or is always looking for their next podcast. And that'd be a great time for you to let them know about uh, the Toasty Kettle podcast and, and a little bit about what you're learning about food history. Until next week. <laughs>